worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. It's time to step into the radio octagon. You're tuned to the Sports Cage on Saskatchewan Sports Radio, 620 CKRM. Still ahead this week on the Sports Cage. Of course, every Tuesday we have press coverage with Glenn Suter for Quality Tire and Rash Madani for Smart Investing Solutions. That uh, Bob McCown interview, mm-hmm. um, was he? did he have a factor in your love of Canadian sports talk? I'm not sure that that show would have been heard out here when you were working in the radio industry. Who was? Uh, yes, it was out in Saskatchewan on another local radio. Station. Oh, but you might have you might have heard it back uh, home before I moved. Sure, there. that's what I mean. Before yep. you came out, uh, was there somebody else who was an inspiration for you? I mentioned Jeff Courier. Boy, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. Um, Courier was one of the better ones, quite frankly. I, I had the pleasure of working with him at this very radio station. He was very different from today's sportscaster, by mm-hmm. and large. Uh, he, uh, and I don't mean that in a bad way. He had at a all. lot of Bob McCallum in him. He yeah. uh, he did not suffer fools gladly. If if you didn't come to him with a smart question, he was going to tell you that. Lauren Harrison was kind of that way, yes, or a lot was. that way. Yes, he was. Very happy now to go out on to the Western Pizza Hotline to visit with our next guest, who was victorious at the Scotty's Tournament of Hearts yesterday as part of the team Rachel Holman Rink uh, that defeated the Jennifer Jones Rink to capture the 2024 championship. Third, Emma Miskew joins us on the line. Uh, Emma, welcome to the program. You landed safe and sound by the sounds of it in Ottawa. Yeah, yeah, thanks for having me. I just uh, just got home about an hour ago. I, for those of us who watched the game on Saturday night, the one-two page game between, uh, well, your rink and the Jennifer Jones rink, it looked like a heavyweight bout, for lack of a better term. And then as I was watching it, I kind of thought, well, what does this really matter? They're both going to end up in the finals anyway. But then I thought a little bit more about it, and I wonder if the fact that the other side had to play another game on Sunday gave you a significant advantage in that championship game Sunday night? Um, I wouldn't necessarily call it an advantage to not play in that semi. Uh, it's just nice knowing that we are in the final because uh, you still have to win that semi and whoever's coming up to play that game is usually playing quite well. Um, it Actually, at points I've found that being able to play that semifinal because it's on the same sheet can be a little bit of an advantage um, if you win it because you learn a lot about the ice. But for us, like we just were really excited to know that we were getting into the final and um, Tracy has, it was her first podium finish at the Scotties. So we were really excited for her. We knew we were getting her um, a medal of some sort and we just really wanted it to be gold. And so much attention, not just, on Sunday, but throughout the week was, of course, and, and I think rightfully so, on, on Jennifer Jones. And this being her mm-hmm. last Scotties, or presumably her last Scotties. Did you almost feel by the time Sunday rolled around that you were playing the villains in this scenario? Like so many people were were, were cheering on Jennifer Jones that you guys must have thought, um, we're pretty good too, you know. 
<laughs> Actually, the crowds were quite fair, uh, considering that, that she's a, definitely a fan favorite. Um, but the crowds in Calgary were amazing. They were, the weekend was sold out. People were trying to get tickets and they couldn't. And they were all cheering for good shots. Um, Jen did get to a really nice cheer at the end for, I mean, her great career, everything she's done for curling. Uh, but they were they were pretty fair to us, too, so I can't complain there. <laughs> now, it's not to suggest you guys disappeared after your last Scotty's win, but, uh, but you know, it had been a couple of years. So was this a feeling of almost like getting back to the top of the mountain, a bit of a relief? I wouldn't call it a relief, but definitely I'm very excited to, I didn't realize, like, I, I know that our last time that we won was in 2017, but I didn't really do the math on how many years that was. And um, it, uh, we've been, we were close in between. Um, and then obviously the pandemic and all that. And uh, we, we just really, we work really hard and um, we've had a great season and I just felt like it was our year. We just really wanted to, um, have another opportunity to wear the maple leaf again. It's it's been a little bit of time, and uh, we we're always proud to wear maple leaf and represent our country. And um, we will we will do it very excitedly coming up soon. Do you remember being honored along with the rest of the team at an Ottawa Senators game around 2017? Yeah, <laughs> I, I I told that story earlier because very in Saskatchewan, very rarely do we ever get to go to an NHL game ever. And uh, my wife was kind enough to surprise me with tickets in the second row. And uh, I remember seeing your team honored. And I've had different points in my life where I followed curling really, really closely uh, and not so much. So I remember thinking, what's this rink all about? And then I did some research and, and saw how much success you had had. The fact that there has been such a long gap i guess seven years isn't that long um as pete pointed out does that make you appreciate this maybe a little bit more than you may have in other years uh yeah it's i mean you always appreciate it i you go into the scotties and you never know when it's going to be your last time there and um we never take that for granted because it's not an easy event to not only play in but to win is so tough um the way that they've changed the format is making it uh, even tougher. The top teams in Canada are always there. So we always just go in and we're, we're grateful to be there. But um, we really, like we put a lot of work in. We were just really excited that we, we were at putting ourselves in a position at the end where we could win this game. I, I remember a time when I'm not sure so many fans got so amped up for the Worlds. It seemed like the Briar and the Scotties were it. And then after that, people maybe wouldn't pay as much attention. And it seems like the world has a little more juice uh, in recent years than it had before. Is that a product of the rest of the world catching up to Canada? Yes, it is a very different looking world field than it used to be. Uh, it was always, the women's field is always strong. Uh, now it is incredibly tough. It, there are no easy games and I think that that's the kind of a misconception that a lot of Canadians have is like oh well, curling is Canada's sport and we um, if you don't come anything less than a gold medal is a failure and it's really hard to get a gold medal at the world um, it's been there's tons of good teams uh, so we're definitely going to have to bring our A game and uh, we'll, we'll do our very best when we get there and honestly, I think that's good for the sport. I mean, hockey's seeing the same thing. Other countries, other countries can win. It's okay, and it it uh, it just makes the sport stronger overall. Have you 
Have you started to think about the field at Worlds and, and who's going to present problems? All, honestly, all of the teams that are at Worlds, we are going to have to play our best game against. There are no easy games, and we see a lot of these teams at the Grand Slams that we play in and the regular tour events all year. So there's a lot of the teams that we we know because we've played them throughout the year how tough it is to beat these other countries. So um, it's going to be a tough a tough event. The, the teams that are there are all very high-level teams, and... Um, I mean, so are we. So we're, we're just going to have to make sure we're just a little bit sharper than they are. She's been the champion for 24 hours, Pete. Let her enjoy it before she starts thinking. What's about the next thing? What's the next thing? <laughs> On to the next. Uh, this year's World Women Curling Championships will be held in Sydney, Nova Scotia. So on one hand, are you glad that it's just a short hop, skip, and a jump to be there? Or do you kind of wish that, you know, it'd be kind of nice to go to Switzerland or to Sweden or one of these other countries? Like the trips are really fun. Um, it, there's an added element of, I mean, the time change and jet lag and all that, and um, some unknowns when it comes to food. And uh, when you're in Canada, you have all that information and you have control <laughs> over uh, what you can eat. And I think that there's just a little bit of advantage when you get to play at home in a world championship. Uh, it is nice to go and explore other areas of the world but usually we don't get a ton of time to go around sightseeing where we're in competition mode and we want to make sure that we're resting when we're not playing so sometimes you get a day at the beginning but that's usually about it so um playing at home i i think in an event of this magnitude is definitely um something that we we appreciate and it's it's going to be a fun week can you give us a feel for what East Coast curling fans are like. I mean, certainly certain areas of the country, the the support is hotter than maybe other areas. Uh, what's what's it like oh, when you head out east? Um, I think the crowds are pretty. We've played there before. We played um, at Scotty's there, actually. I think it was in 2019, so it hasn't been that long. And the, the crowds are pretty good. Uh, I think it, it all depends just um, what events go on there. So I, I assume that People are going to be pretty excited that the best teams from all around the world are going to be competing there, and we're excited to put on a good show for them. Because this isn't a new territory for you guys, you've, you've been here, you've done this, does that help with the preparation in terms of, okay, we know on this day we need to do this, on this day this is what we're looking at, it, does it make it a little bit easier? Yeah, it does. It, all the other world teams, like they get to go to Worlds pretty much every year. Um, the same teams from most of these countries have one, maybe two really good teams. So they often will get the experience of a world championship. Um, so they're very comfortable in those environments. Whereas in Canada, the teams are often changing. So we actually don't uh, have as much experience with knowing what that world championship is going to look like. And for Tracy, this is her first win. So this is gonna. This is her first world championship. This is her, her first time doing all this. So uh, we're gonna try to brief her and prepare her as best that we can, and share some some tidbits of what it feels like to have that maple leaf on her back, and uh, try to just kind of dive in, and um, so there's no surprises, and everyone feels comfortable. But uh, Canada definitely is a a bit of a disadvantage that way because of those other countries that get to go to worlds every year. It starts to not feel 
as hard or as much pressure because it's something that's a routine thing. Every year they're like, yeah, we're going to be going to Worlds and uh, this is what we know is going to happen there and this is what we can expect. Whereas for us, I mean, it's been a little bit since we've been to our last one and uh, like the format for qualifying has changed and everything like that. So it's going to be a little bit of a learning curve when we get there, but uh, we have a good support team there to help prepare us for everything. Emma, sandwiched between your championship yesterday and your appearance at the Worlds will be the uh, briar that will be here in Regina from March 1st to 10th. Uh, do you take time to sit and relax and watch that tournament too? Oh, yeah, definitely. I actually, it's one of my favorite events to watch because um, I can just watch and cheer for my friends that are there and uh, just enjoy it and not, there's no feeling of needing somebody to win for points reasons or anything. I just cheer for good shots and hope that it's a, a good week and uh, the best team wins at the end. What do you think of Mike McEwen's Saskatchewan chances? No pressure. You're only on live radio. <laughs> oh, well, they seem to play quite well at their provincial. I saw some of the highlight reel shots um, and they've all been there before, which is definitely helpful. So I think that they're going to have a good shot. Well, we hope so, too, and uh, we will watch that with added interest. Congratulations. That's a huge accomplishment that you and your group uh, pulled off in Calgary. And again, uh, I feel like that rivalry, maybe not rivalry, that matchup at the end of the tournament is something that we'll think about for a long time to come, the Jones versus Holman Rink. And uh, go enjoy it. It's not every week you win a national championship. So make sure you take a chance or take some time to smell the roses. Thank you so much. That is Emma Miskew joining us on the Western Pizza Hotline. And I mentioned, I kept calling her the third. She was the second on this year's ah, team. She used to be get the third right. yep. on the Rachel Holman rink. I'm guessing in the back of her mind, she's going, yeah, that all sounds good and relaxing, but I want to get home and do some laundry. <laughs> well, you know, and when they, when they get out on the road, I think that's true for the athletes. It's true for everybody. And we forget that these often aren't athletes who are making like millions of dollars. Mm -hmm. They still have to live regular lives like the rest of us. Yep. And that is really hard to juggle when we consider the expectation and the weight of expectation that uh, they are under in oh, these national only imagine. Yep. And uh, all guests appearing on the Western Pizza Hotline. Perfect pizza with a generous amount of toppings, plus Greek food like sablaki, ribs, salads, all the goodness you can't make at home. Call Western Pizza today. Back to wrap next. This is the Sports Cage on Rider Radio 620 CKRM.